You heard about it. I know you heard about it. And guess what? We're back. XO Sports Talk Radio. Episode number nine. Coming at you. XO Sports Talk Radio. We're live. Come and check us out. Come and check us out to hear the best sports talk in the land. We got the hottest and the best. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? We're back at it again. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Terry. In honor of Memorial Day, Exo Sports would like to thank the men and women who lost their lives serving this country. And we also would like to thank the families of the men and women who served. Absolutely. Definitely. Wonderful. For everything that you do for us, we will never forget. We truly truly say thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you to all the veterans. We here at XO Sports would like to thank all and everyone for the comments on the XO Sports show. Also, please feel free to post any comments and tell us how we are we can improve the show. Again, thank you. Thank you for watching the XO Sports Show. Continue to tell family and friends. Remember, we are on all your streaming platforms. Please also hit the notification bell. Thank you very much for watching XO Sports. Aaron, just before you jump in real quick, I just want to make a quick apology from everybody from Exo Sports. We did have a couple of uh, viewers that uh, posted a couple of questions in the live chat that we didn't get the answer to the end. Um, so we want to apologize for that. But going forward, we are monitoring that and you guys join in on the uh, platform and we'll take yes. your questions live as we go. So thanks thank you thank you and just to let all the fans out there know that brian is on probation <laughs> screw this up again he will be terminated <laughs> we will be putting out for resumes for his uh... replacement. <laughs> so one shot first, deal one shot you know, deal, one shot deal. <laughs> uh, first topic is the indy 500 congratulations to helio castro Navas for uh, his Indy 500 win. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, Malcolm. I'd like to say a big congratulations to Helio for winning the Indy 500. Helio Casanovares won his fourth Indy 500, which ties him with four other recent winners. He joins the class of A.J. Foyt, Al Unser Sr., and Rick Mears. Congratulations again. That's a good company. Yeah, Great company. And Emerson was telling us something uh, about the first uh, woman car owner. Yes, um, um, Beth Peretta of um, Peretta Autosports and her driver, Simone D. Silvestro. And um, they are one of the first uh, female owners to um, come into the Indy uh, 500. And it's just great to see women now have a platform um, in this sport. And we hope that we can see a trend of this um, happening over the next course of the next few years. It's just a great honor and a great um, uh, accomplishment for them opening this door 
right now and big up to um, Beretta um, Autosports. Cool. Yeah, how about you, Terry? I just wanted to like, just touch base on a little bit of history around the Indianapolis 500. 1911 was the uh, first inaugural race and it was at that time considered to be one of the most pre uh, prestigious races in the world. And the average speed during that time was 75 miles an hour. Uh, you compare that to uh, <laughs> this year's race, it was 100 and the average speed was 105 miles an hour. Uh, that's just really impressive. For me, uh, 75 is good enough for me, just going down. <laughs> That's good for me, too, man. That's... <laughs> 75, 80. Uh... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Depending on who you are. And, and what was that top speed again, Terry? 105 miles per hour. That's And what is the max today? That, that, that was the max this year, 2021. That's wow. what they topped out at. Average speed. Okay. And how about you, Brian? Um, I'm going to tap a little bit off a little bit. E, or Emerson was just saying, um, Beth Peretta, um, being the first woman um, owner is a great accomplishment. Um, Absolutely. You know, just Absolutely. seeing off of the idols that I are, some of the drivers that I know, the Mario Andretti, mm -hmm. uh, Bobby Unser. So to see woman involvement in that, in that capacity, it's a great thing. And I love to see it. So, yeah, awesome. for me, uh, congratulations to Helio, uh, the oldest to win the second oldest to win the Indy 500 at the age of 46. Uh, the oldest driver to win the Indy 500 is Al Unser at the age of 48 in 1987. Mm. His brother, Bobby Unser, a three-time Indy champion, was previously the oldest driver first, oldest at 47 to win in 1981. And you know, when you take a look at the Indy racing today, you had over 130,000 fans back in an outdoor arena. That's the biggest so far. Major. Wow. Wow, wow that's major. Yeah. Yeah. The country's opening up. Now, listen, it's, this is great. This is yeah. great. Welcome back, fans. Welcome it back to sports. Great. And I, I think that's awesome. And at the time when Indy was, um, you know, really big on television, you're going back to the 70s, the 60s, where that there was no Comcast. There was no cable channels. You had your ABC, CBS, NBC, and yep. ABC was it yeah. for Indy car racing. You know Memorial Day, Memorial yeah. Day weekend, get ready for the Indy 500. Get ready. Yeah. Um, ABC and, has sports on lock. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was it. Worldwide yeah. sports. Yeah. Worldwide sports, the agony of defeat. Agony of defeat. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the best clip ever. Those are the good days, man. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the good days. Let you know, life is a tumble. You just got to <laughs> get back up. <laughs> oh, man. That's oh. most of us in life. One foot on banana peel, the other one in the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, I remember watching 
the Unser brothers back then to to see just how competitive they were. And that's a major accomplishment between two brothers that won seven IndyCar championships. Yeah, that's, 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 that's great. That's yeah. really good. That's great. So I think you, my next car will be an Indy car. I'm going to just drive one of those around town. Yeah. <laughs> but once again, congratulations, Helio Castro Neves. Congratulations. Congratulations. Guys. Me, Brian, Terry, and sometimes Emerson. On the Sega Genesis, we would play hockey. And we'd call it old-time hockey when we got a chance to check each other against against the boards so tonight maybe you might see a little bit of old-time hockey with the toronto maple leafs versus the montreal canadians Woo! game seven game seven winner go home yeah emerson who do you have listen i i i just i i like both teams i love the grittiness i love their fight i love their spirit um, but it's game seven. Um, they're going head to head. I'm going to ride with Montreal. I've had a chance to visit Montreal a few times as a, as a youngster. And uh, so Montreal, I'm, I'm, I'm going with you, baby, tonight. Game seven, Montreal, don't let me down. <laughs> How about you, Malcolm? Well, Montreal is like the uh, New York Yankees of hockey. And uh, I'm definitely going with the Canadians in this one. I mean, the Maple Leafs have some great years in the past, you know, 10 years or so, 10 to 20 years. They had some great new years, but I'm going with Montreal Canadiens. They do. Mm. And how about you, Terry? I'm going to go with Montreal. Uh, they started the series off kind of rough. Uh, they only scored like four goals uh, in the first four games, and then they turned it around. The last two games, they scored seven goals. Um and they also took the last two games to overtime for the win. So they've got the momentum right now. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going with them. And you, you Brian? Myself, I'm going to go with the Canadians. Um, I believe it's going to be a very physical, uh, exciting game. Um, but I definitely think uh, Canadians are going to pull this one out. Well... The Toronto Maple Leafs had uh, yeah. <laughs> full control of this series at three to one, but squandered the past two opportunities to close it out. But the last game for this series, winner take winner take all, is at Toronto. So I'm I'm going to go with Toronto in this series, and um, let's hope that they can. Uh, Let's hope they can win. Well, with see the, the results team, huh? next game. Game seven root, root, root for the home team. So far, so yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Nothing like a game seven. Yeah. On a on a sadder note, Exosports Talk would like to give our condolences to the family of Mark Eaton, the uh, former NBA of the Utah Jazz, who died Saturday evening at the age of 64 and it's truly a tragic loss for his family and for the nba the big giant yeah uh 
That is truly sad. Brian, uh, tell me a little bit about your feelings of um, Mark Eaton. <clears throat> he definitely brought the essence of the jazz. It's the center block or what they were in the middle. They were going to be physical. They were going to run uh, skills. Uh, so I definitely going to be missed in, in that aspect of the game of what he brought. And how about you, Terry? Uh, you know, he, he was one of the forgotten big men, I feel, in the league. You know, before you had your uh, Manute Bowles, Sean Bradley's, he was, he was one of the staples of the Jazz. I mean, he was a seven-foot-four center, and he was one of the staples of that team alongside uh, Stockton and Malone. And, you know... With Rudy Gobert being there now, being a seven-footer center for the Jazz currently, he, he was giving him some good advice on the game as well. So he'll be sorely missed. And how about you, Emerson? Well, I always remember Mark Eaton. Um, I think he started the block party. <laughs> you bring it inside, Mark Eaton sending it in the stands, or he's going to send it back the other way. Um, just his defensive presence, um, like Brian alluded to, um, it just was uh, amazing. You knew going inside there, you had to be aware that Mark Eaton was going to be around that rim somewhere. So you need to figure that out <laughs> trying to get to the hoop. So he's going to be sorely missed um, to the NBA world. Um, condolences again to his family. How about you, Malcolm? Well, Mark Eaton was, you know, few-time defensive player of the year. He definitely was a shot blocker and, you know, guarded that rim well and was a staple of uh, the Utah Jazz defense. He will, uh, it's a sad story to hear, you know, anyone passing like, you know, like Mark Eaton or any, you know, future players, you know, all the players. Uh, I'd like to send my condolences out to his family and, you know, friends and loved ones, of course, you know. That's it. I. Mark Eaton played 12 seasons with the Utah Jazz from 1982 to 1993. Um, Mark was voted to the NBA Defensive Player of the Year, 1985 and 1989. And when you look back as the big man, he was the quiet big man. You didn't have a lot of flash with, with Mark. You, the, the big men that they really talked the most about was Patrick Ewing, Akeem Olajuwon, and those guys. So Mark was a professional, went in there, did his job, and he was, he was the quiet giant. And once again, we give our condolences to the Mark Eaton family. Uh, moving yeah. on to the NBA playoffs, the first round the Utah Jazz, and the Memphis Grizzlies. How do you see that one going, Ooh. Malcolm? Uh, I'm definitely taking uh, Utah. Utah, they got the uh, shooter back, you know. The boy, you know, Donovan Mitchell, he can play. Uh, I'm definitely taking Utah because they, they 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 go on him. He, he's basically their spark plug, and they're playing great. They move the ball well as a team. Mm -hmm. They play team defense, and they move the ball well. 
So I can't see Memphis getting past Utah. I'm pretty sure I said it before, but I'm saying it again. It's Utah. How about you, Terry? I'm going to go with Utah. Donovan Mitchell coming back in the starting lineup has been a big plus for them. He, he's the key factor there. He does everything. He can handle the ball. He brings it up. He can score. And he's, he's moving the ball as well. But they're moving the ball, like Malcolm said, well as a team. Memphis, they're, they're still young. Uh, they'll have their time in the spotlight. But it's, Utah's the best team in the league. They were during the regular season. And I see that playing out in this series. Hmm. Emerson? I like this kid named John Moran. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before, but he's bringing it night in and night out. Listen, I have big respect for Donovan uh, Mitchell um, and his game, Rudy Gobert and those guys. Um, but I'm telling you, if they sleep one night and not um, try to figure out a way how to stop John Morant, they're going to be in trouble. They will slip up and Memphis will sneak back in this series and anything can happen. <laughs> I like to use that term from the NFL on any given Sunday, but any given night here in the NBA, especially with that, that superstar there, Ja Moran leading the Memphis Grizzlies. So watch out. I'm going to, I have Memphis shocking the world coming back winning this series. Mm. And how about you, Brian? I, well, I'm not shocking the world with that one, but <laughs> I do believe <laughs> They have played well. Memphis, I give them all the credit. Young team. You can see the two stars blossoming. Um, ja and um, can't think of the kid name from. Uh, Aaron Jackson Jr. No, um, I can't even think of his name. He's from. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. 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 Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dylan. But they both are playing lights out. But Donovan Mitchell is just put Utah right back where they needed to be. And I could see them just taking over that whole series after this. Well, my feelings is this steaks on the grill, get it off. This, this is done. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't see Memphis coming back. I think um, I'm glad to see Memphis go this far in the playoffs. They're a young team. And they will learn from this, but get the A1 sauce ready for the steak because it's done. Jamarant, Jamarant. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Miami Heat, disappointing first round exit over to Milwaukee Bucks. How do you feel about this one, Em? Miami Heat. Pat Riley, all your rings. Um, you were in the NBA Finals last year. How could this happen? Jimmy Buckets, all the great shooters they have. I am so disappointed at the Miami Heat right now. I had Jimmy Buckets in Miami fighting to the very end and pulling this series out. I just thought they were going to find a way because they were a team last year that came out of nowhere in the bubble and surprised everyone. I just... I just felt Jimmy Buckets and the crew would find a way to win, but they disappointed me. You let me down, Jimmy Buckets. Come on, man. <laughs> How about you, Brian? Uh, I am totally shocked to see uh, Eric Spolstra or Pat Riley team get swept the way they got swept. Um, I know I 
we talked well last episode I talked about Jimmy Buckets or Jimmy Butler needing to be more aggressive and it looked like Milwaukee just had his number they put a tall lengthy person on him and he's not really a jump shot shooter but he can shoot but he likes to be inside and they just took away his game and that basically did it for Miami um with no Oladipo they really had nobody to create their own shot so that basically kind of hurt them Hmm. how about you Terry I was very surprised at the outcome of this series I knew Milwaukee was a better team I just didn't expect Miami to get swept because as we know all Pat Riley teams they they fight and I just didn't see that fight in Miami uh being with uh Jimmy Butler, I, I was just surprised kind of at his whole approach to the series. Even though you had uh, Giannis on him, I was expecting him to just play with a little bit more spunk, a little bit more fired up. I didn't see that fire in him. And I was also surprised not to see Tyler Hero get that much playing time. I don't know if he kind of fell out of favor with the coaching staff or what. And I also feel like we didn't see that gritty Miami defense that we normally see. So it was very surprising. Kudos to Milwaukee. They're the better team and they won. And how about you, Malcolm? Well, yeah, the sweep was a surprise. I agree with that. You know, I thought they at least won one or two games, but we knew that the uh, Milwaukee Bucks were the better team and they were playing better basketball. But Miami got hot last year in that bubble. When I say hot, they got blazing hot in that bubble. And they surprised a lot of people. They made it to the finals, which they earned, but they didn't win it. Like you said, a lot of teams, disappointing teams that didn't win it last year, we know about them. But that bubble, that bubble, they, they got hot in that bubble. So, you know, good luck good luck to Milwaukee in the next round. Miami, I ain't going to say it's disappointing. I just didn't think you would go far anyway. Yeah. Miami uh, really disappointed me. I had Miami to um, surprise a few of the top teams and they didn't do it. And I, Pat Riley is going to have to retool. I think Pat Riley's going to have to get another superstar to go down there with Butler because if he's going back there with the same team, it's going to be the same results. Uh, I felt that if Miami, I thought Miami would have their three-point shooting ready to go by the playoffs, and they didn't, and they're out. One, two, three, four. Sometimes you live by the three, you will surely die by the three. Well, the let, me, let, me just, three let, me add, let me just add this. I, I know we always give Pat Riley kudos when he makes all the right moves and he puts all the right puzzles and puts all the pieces in place. Can we now say, hey, wait a minute, um, Pat Riley, um, we need to criticize him um, for not having that those pieces in the right place this year because as we see the result. Um, I don't know about that. No. They still got a lot of salary cap. Yeah. Team is still, it's not bad. It's not a bad team. They just no. need some pieces. No. And and just what we spoke on earlier, the team did go to the NBA championship last year and nobody didn't expect the Miami heat 
to make it to the NBA championship. So was this a disappointment? Yes. I, I mean, how much, I, I, yeah, you would get a little disappointed with Pat Riley, but like Brian yeah. just said, they do have the cap space to retool. We're so, going to see what happens. Um, yeah. Bam, Bam and uh, Jimmy Buckets, let's go. Work on the summer. Let's work on those games and try to take it to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get to you, Mr. Laker. Um, oh, go ahead. The uh, Dallas Mavericks and the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Brian, what did you see last night? I thought Ty Lue made a, a, a good adjustment. Um, he added, uh, I can't even think of his name now. <laughs> um, Jackson? No. Who? Um, Nicholas Patoon? Patoon. Patoon. Yeah. Yeah. Patoon. He added Patoon, which gave them the flexibility to change and switch on everything and always yes. have length on Luca, which was killing them. They was just picking and rolling and he was switched. But now we're having some length on him at all times. He's basically having to work for every point that he has to get. Everything is not going to be easy. And I like the uh, mentality that Kawhi Leonard came out with. Uh, he just came out in beast mode. He was taking the ball to the rack. He wasn't just settling for jumpers. And Paul George had a great game. Can he do it again? That's another question. But he's been playing decent. So if they can continue with the mentality that they have, will they sweep them in the next three or next two? Uh, it might, I think it may still go a game seven, though. And how about you, Terry? I'm just happy, honestly, that we have a series. This is an actual series now. It's tied up. I'm glad that the Clippers did show up, especially Paul George. I was a little bit worried. You know, you're talking about if they would have got swept or even if they lose this series – his legacy, in my opinion, is kind of in danger. Well, what what is what type of player is he going to be known as? But I, I I agree with Brian. Ty Lue made a good adjustment with Nicholas Batum defensively. They're able to switch out on Luca. Luca did. I I also like to give Luca credit. He fought through a neck injury last night. He played through that. He's got some nerve damage. So we'll we're going to see how that plays out. And I think. In order for the Mavs to win this series, Porzingis is going to have to show up big time. And we haven't seen that yet. Uh, and how about you, Malcolm? Well, no doubt. Luca's a baller. We all know that. I mean, he's slow motion with it, you know, slow motion with it. And he be getting it, yo. Luca, Luca got that touch from the perimeter. And the man can just play, and he can see the floor well. And he, he's truly one of the up-and-coming, or if not already, is the superstar of you know, the NBA. But I pick the L.A. Clippers anyway. So if they play that defense and Paul George shows up, Paul George has to show up because Kawhi is doing his thing, period. You know, yep. Kawhi is always going to play defense. Kawhi is always going to get his shots. Kawhi is going to knock something down. Kawhi going to come out with 28, 29 points a game. We need Paul George to show up with at least 22 to 25 points and play some good defense. I watched 
Luca roast him, you know. So he needs a shut, and they need to shut everybody else down. So uh, Clippers are doing a good job. They came back, and that was good. Like you said, Tyron Lue, that was a good uh, defense adjustment by putting uh, my man in the game. You know, that was a good switch. And how about you, Emerson? Listen, I'm um, the Dallas Mavericks. They're they're missing Tim Hardaway Jr. right now. They they need for him to have a repeat performance of some of the games that he had earlier in this series. I think he's the key, and some of their other role players need to play significant minutes when they're in there. Um, we know what Luke is going to bring to the table. We know what uh, Przingis is going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing a Paul George now that I think somebody lit a fire under him. If he continues to play like this, Paul George, we know like what Malcolm said, Kawhi is going to bring it every night, and what Brian and Terry are saying, Kawhi is going to bring it every night. But Paul George is the key to this series. And I love the adjustment as well that Teron Lou made with Nicholas Batum and having some length on Luca on every touch that he gets. Um, I see the Clippers coming out of this series. Uh, I don't want to say that, but I, I see the Clippers winning this series right now. Things like the tide has changed. Paul George, I, I was really never um, a big fan of. I never thought that he showed up for the big games. But last night, he played like a superstar. He set the he set the tone for the Clippers last night. And I was like, wow. Now, can he stay consistent? That's a different story. What I what for my eyes, what I saw on Luca last night slow and hurting the 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 pain on his face you know some guys you look and they go well you know what they're gonna sandbag it Luca really looked to me that he was in pain and he tried to fight through it but um if you don't get Luca on track this this series can be over real quick yeah, it will be. Yeah. Moving <laughs> on to will. moving on to the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. Woo! <laughs> Malcolm, what's going on in the Mecca? Well, right now, they got to get it together because Randall is not leading the way right now. You know, he's having not a good series. He's scoring points, but his points ain't daggers. You know what I mean? They're not putting the, the stop or the hurt. They need to stop Trey Young, period. He's period. getting to that rim. And, and he's knocking down shots. If you're going to double team him, double team him like you do Steph Curry and stop playing with him, you know? I mean, because the dude, can he can score and he can break your defense down. The key is, and we got a bunch of role players that playing with Randall. We know it's Randall and, you know, the Miracles. So it's just a matter of getting them together, <laughs> you know, like Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Like, right? like Smokey, huh? Smokey and the Miracles, Randall and the, Randall and the Miracles. <laughs> the key is, the key uh, is the other players got to step up too, Burks. You know, all the other guy, RJ, RJ need to knock down some shots and play some great defense. You know, the key is that's what the Knicks built it on. They got that good record in April and got to the playoffs in the fourth seed with their defense. They need to step up their defense. Hands down, they need to just step up the defense. And I'm hoping they can pull it out because they're down three to one. And how about you, Emerson? I'm looking for Frank. Has anybody seen Frank? <laughs> got long arms. <laughs> Frank to play some defense on Trey Young. Uh, that's who Terry wanted in the game. 
Huh? Right. You know? Stand He's by that. I stand I by that. Frank. Has anybody seen Frank? <laughs> <laughs> New York, you need to step up tonight. Step up, step up when you when that next game, when the, when that ball goes up, they need to be playing lights out basketball if they're gonna have any chance in this series. I know you got Spike Lee on the sideline and he's cheering you on. He traveled with you to Atlanta. He wore all his colors, his New York colors. But if the Knicks don't step up, Randall, I need to see what you're made of. This is when it counts in the playoffs. If they yes. don't let, um, if they let Trey Young continue doing what he's doing, it's going to be a long offseason for the New York Knicks. I like mm. playing the Hawks in this series. And how about you, Terry? It's going to take a miracle, like Malcolm said. I, I'm a Nick fan, and I'm not, I'm not down on them because if you look at this Atlanta team, it's a very talented team, especially offensively. They remind me of a, like a mini or junior Golden State Warriors team. And, it, and it, this series has come down to shooting. Julius Randle is facing double teams. Once he gets into the lane, you, he's, he's, Clint Capella's right there waiting for him to put up a shot. And right now, New York, they just don't have the shooters. And I won't even say they don't have shooters. They don't have shooters that put fear in the Hawks. Um, in order to let Randall be able to go one-on-one -on -one and play isolation basketball right now. Uh, I, I think New York will pull out this next game, but I see Atlanta just because they have, they're more talented winning the series. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Brian? Basically you have a clash right now between talent and grit. Uh, mm -hmm. The Knicks being the grit. And obviously we know the other way around, but is Trey Young is putting on a show for a first time playoff. He is basically shocking the world the way he's playing. You put a lot of spotlight on him and he's showing what he's not afraid of it on the Knicks. And you can't have your best player being Derrick Rose at 32. How old is Derrick Rose? 32, 33. Being your best player, scoring, and you're asking him 2D. The Hawks' best player, you can't have that. It's just not going to work. Uh, the Knicks just they, – they did well. Um, there's just players. Bullock is not shooting. He can't shoot it. If he was under the rim, he can't get it in the basket right now. So we just have issues. But I think the Knicks may win the next game. But I don't think they're not going to win this series, though. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I'll just say this. I'm going with the Hawks, and the good thing for the New York fans is uh, Broadway's back open. So <laughs> you can go see a Broadway play. The Los Angeles oh, Lakers and the Phoenix Sun. Be careful. Mr. Mr. Laker. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> LeBron James said, relax, relax. We still got this. We are the champions. We are the champions. We are the champions. Listen, I know AD is hurting right now. 
we're not sure about the injury um, to him um, and where it's going to take us um, over the next course of the next few games. But I think the Lakers still have enough firepower. I like the other players that we have on the team. Uh, Montrell's Harrell is going to step up. You're going to see guys like Moncrief. They're going to step up and see big minutes and play hard. And they're going to show that Laker pride that, listen, we're a champion and we're not going down easy. We're going down swinging. Watch out. The Lakers sweep this one out in seven games. <laughs> and Brian. The Lakers guy, they may have an uphill battle if, if obvious Davis can't go. Um, this is a perfect opportunity for Drummond to step up. That's why y'all picked him up. I think he will probably have to average 20-20 in this game, 20 rebounds, 20 points, to give you guys a shot. Um, so Chris Paul seemed like he's kind of just getting back in the swing of things. So I, I think I'm going to go with Phoenix on this. Mm. And how about you, Terry? Well, like someone on this podcast said, no AD, no championship. <laughs> but I will say this. Even though they're down, AD's hurting right now, I still like the way the Lakers are playing defense. They were able to come back in yesterday's game. I kind of... I'm thinking that Phoenix just kind of being young besides Chris Paul may come back to hurt them a little bit. If there's any team where I think LeBron could beat just solely by himself and maybe with the help of the role players like Andre Drummond, it would be this team right here, this Phoenix team. So I'm going to give Lakers, I'm going to give the Lakers this series based off that. And how about you, Malcolm? I'm sticking with Phoenix. I said Phoenix before. And Phoenix need help, just like uh, my man M needs help with that vocal lessons. I'm telling you right now, we are they are not going to do nothing without AD. If they don't have no AT, it's over. It's over. I don't care. LeBron can do all he want and say all he want and cry about as many fouls as he want. And play and fall and fall off the court like he like he acting. He gets you know an Oscar award for every time he gets a charge <laughs> or a foul call. But my point is, right now, Phoenix is balling and Phoenix ain't they ain't fearing LeBron at all. They're not fearing without AD, they done. So I'm definitely sticking with Phoenix. Man, man, come on, man. We got Mark Gasol, <laughs> we got Andre Drummond, Montrez Howe. They can all stay. Ain't enough. Watch ain't enough. <laughs> I have to say, Eaton is playing crazy good uh, for his first time in the playoff. Yeah, he's he's definitely a yeah. young, up and coming talent. Yeah. That that in the future he'll be one of the great players if he can, you know, yeah. remain healthy. I see him being up there as one of the star players in the league. Mm -hmm. the, the future, like you said, the, the future. I like that. The future, not right now, not this year. <laughs> <laughs> well. My feelings is with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, I'm in agreement with Terry. No AD, no championship. And we kept looking for AD to come out of the locker room. No AD. And that game was done. <laughs> LeBron tried to make a last-minute run, and Phoenix said no. They shut the door on the Lakers. 
So my feelings is if AD comes out of that locker room and he plays tired like he did to me in that first half of that game, the Lakers are on their way home. So I think I'm going to have to go with the Phoenix Suns. Denver Nuggets and Portland Trailblazers. Malcolm. Portland Trailblazers. Dame Dollar. Keep knocking them down, boy. I'll tell you what. Portland's playing good. They're playing good. You know, they're not a great defensive team. They're playing okay team defense. But Dame Dollar and McCullough. McCullough's balling. And that kid, yo, oh, he just came out. Powell? Powell is ball. He's balling. So I'll take that all day, you know. But I'm definitely picking uh, the Portland Trailblazers. I picked them before in the series anyway, so start the series. And how about you, Terry? I'm going to go with Portland. Uh, I like the way Denver has played, though, but I really feel the loss of uh, Jamal Murray, that's going to come back and hurt them, where they're not going to be able to put up enough points with Portland eventually. Uh, Like Malcolm said, I mean, Portland's playing better defense now, but I I think Portland can just outscore Denver. And so that's why I'm going to give the edge to Portland. And how about you, Brian? I'm going to stick with Denver. Um, I originally picked them. Portland, they they playing a little bit better defense, but they're still not uh, for playoff. I, I don't think they're playing defense of uh, the quality that's needed. So Joker did not have a great game last game, which I expect he'll rebound from that. And I, I'm still going to stick with Denver, like I said. Mm-hmm. And Emerson. Portland Trailblazers, Dame Dollar, holla. Listen, um, like Terry stated, um, missing um, Jamal Murray right now in this series is, is, has been key. And we can see where it's, it's actually hurting Denver. Um, I just see Portland just kind of just steamrolling over these next few games. They found their, that it factor. And Dame Dollar, he's just not going to take no for an answer from his teammates. And he's the team. He's rallying the troops. And they're going to pull this series out. Portland all the way in the series. I'm, I'm going to go with Denver. A little bit more defense than Portland. And so that's where my lunch money's going is with right. the Denver Nuggets. Philadelphia. money. Well, yeah. (laughs) I like to have a good lunch, Jim. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Washington Wizards. Emerson. Listen, Joel Embiid has arrived, and he said, get on my back, and I'm going to take you to the promised land. He's unstoppable. Nobody can check him. He can do it all. He's one of the best big men in our game, one of the best big men that we've seen over the last few years. Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers all the way. I see them playing in that Eastern Conference final. They're tough. They're tough. Go Doc Rivers. And how about you, Brian? Is that game in Washington? Yes. It is, right? I don't care where they play at. <laughs> no matter. Like, no matter. What I was alluding to is yeah. basically I think 
you can call in the custodial staff, start cleaning <laughs> out the lockers. <laughs> this game is a wrap. So Lights out. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> How about you, Malcolm? <laughs> I love that custodial stack because he got the broom. Heck, they might as well jump over the broom while they got it. They're sweeping them tonight. It's over. It's over for it's over for Washington. Hey, the Wizards ain't got a chance because Philadelphia's playing too good. And 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 to, to, Toby, he's Toby's killing them. They can't stop Toby. Yeah. So it's definitely for 76ers. See you in the next round. <laughs> and how about you, Terry? Philly, I, I think it's it's a sweep tonight. Uh, Philly's just Doc's got him playing, clicking on all cylinders, and Bede's doing his thing. Uh, like Malcolm said, Tobias Harris, he he's he definitely showed up in this series. And defensively, I mean, they they just kind of shut down uh, Washington or dominated them. I won't say they shut them down, but they they've been dominating them. They're just Doc's got him playing good basketball right now. So sweep tonight, get the brooms out. Them <clears throat> out. You know, get them out the closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my feelings is somebody on the Washington Wizards better yell out Shazam because that's the only way they have a, a chance of coming back. <laughs> and so since there's no Shazam coming to save them, I'm going with the 76ers. Maybe oh. Joe Biden will go out there and hit some shots for him. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Joe. They might, they might have to go and find Wes Unsell or somebody. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they might be better off with Biden hitting the, hitting the jumper from downtown. Somebody. New, York, New York Nets and the Boston Celtics. Uh, Brian. You mean New Brooklyn? York, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn. 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 Um, I was expecting them to get swept, but I give Tatum some uh, kudos for that. He showed some grit. Uh, last game, he still showed some more grit, but they just don't have enough talent. Um, my um, The Nets just was clicking. They were like they was taking turns out there of who, who can score the most. <laughs> and um, Harden had... And what he had 20 assists, 18, something like that. So this is a wrap. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Terry? Brooklyn. I mean, last night they, they spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. And that ball <laughs> moving. I mean, you had Durant, Kyrie, and Harden hitting, especially Kyrie. Kyrie didn't have a good game the previous game, but he showed up last night and he he put his stamp on that game, and I it's over. Uh, Brooklyn's winning this series. And how about you, Malcolm? No doubt, no doubt, it's going to be Brooklyn. Brooklyn's going to kill this. I mean, like you said, it should have been a sweep. Tatum had an unbelievable game. I love Tatum Hart; he's just a great player. But there's no doubt that. Uh, Brooklyn's taking this because, like you said, they're basically taking turns and they can't stop uh, Harden. Harden just gets to the rim whenever he wants. And we already know that uh, the other two, Kyrie and um, my man is the shooter. He's, he's just a baller, man, because they're they killing everything. And it is what it is. Brooklyn all the way. Brooklyn's in the house, y'all. See you in the next round. Yeah. Mm. And Emerson? 
Boston Pride, it's all over. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Jason Tatum, you're one hell of a player. You just don't have the help that you need. Um, losing uh, one of your, your, your sidekicks right there when Brown went down, um, definitely um, hurt your chances. And probably even if Brown was there, Brooklyn is just clicking on all cylinders right now. They seem like they're just playing um, pickup basketball on a Saturday afternoon at the, at the Rucker Park. Uh, but listen, Brooklyn all the way, Kevin Durant, that, that KD, Kyrie, Harden, what, what, are, what are you going to do? Harris, I mean, pick your poison. It's Brooklyn all day, every day. I, I, I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets, but watching that game last night, I didn't understand Steve Nash at all. With two minutes left in that game, I would have pulled my stars out of the game. Absolutely. There's no way I would have taken a chance on some silly foul that I would have lost one of my key guys. Exactly. And especially for Kevin Durant, who just came back from Achilles, and you're going to have him out there. And the and as much chirping that was going on in that game. Yeah. I thought that was a huge mistake on Steve's, Steve Nash part last night in that game. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to ask Emerson, did you think that was too much, too many yeah. minutes for those guys to be in that game? No, I, I, no I, I totally agree with you. Um, when, you, when, you when you have the game in control, why do you have your stars exposed to injury? That, listen, let's, let's get ready for the next game and, and potentially the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Nash, I, I have no idea what you were thinking about. And how about you, Malcolm? Uh, no doubt. Yeah. Too many injuries in today's game. You got to take care of your players. I mean, it is what it is, man. Yeah. And Terry? Yeah, I, I agree I, with you, Aaron. I was, I was really concerned about, especially Kevin Durant, just him coming off the Achilles injury. Why, why is he out there? And add to that, you know, they were chirping out there, you know, yes. Boston and, and, and Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Players were chirping with each other. And, and that's mm-hmm. when that ha- starts to happen, and especially is getting or losing as bad as the Celtics were, that's where you kind of start to see a cheap foul, Oh, yeah. uh, a hard foul that somebody takes a, you know, comes down the wrong way. And then it's a major injury. So I wasn't really sure what, what Nash was trying to do there. If he was trying to make a statement, the statement was already made. The game was over with two minutes left. You got to pull them, pull everybody out and get them the rest that they need so they can close the series out. And how about you, Brian? I have no idea what Nash was doing or thinking. <laughs> and to see how this leads to the next game. Uh, will the refs call the game tight? Will they let them play? Will the players not forget what was done? Because it looked like they was running up the score on them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Nash was doing. You've been low managing basically the whole lineup or your stars all season. And then this game, you're going to play them the whole game. It made no sense. Mm-hmm. So... We'll see how this carry over to the next game because players tend to not forget things. Right. 
Now, guys, uh, the player's safety in the NBA. You, last night's game, there was a bottle thrown at Brooklyn Nets player, Kyrie Irving. Russell Westbrook had popcorn dumped on him. And Trey Young was spit at. What is going on with the fans, Malcolm? I'm going to tell you right now, these fans need to be under control because it's not for you. You can cheer, you can boo, you can say whatever you want. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as, you know, using vulgar language, especially around if there's kids in the arena. But you cannot, you know, throw anything towards these players and act like their safety is not, not, not imminent. I mean, because they're more important. They are the game. The players are the game. And security needs to do more whatever it takes. To, and like I said, I'm glad that they, you know, man, these guys from arenas, whoever does something stupid of the act, and it's really a childish act to me. It's an immature, childish act for them to throw things at the people, spit at people, you know, dump popcorn on, on the players. I mean, grow up already. I mean, it is what it is. Kevin Durant said it best, you know. And to me, they need to take more action on those people, and they should go to jail, simple and plain. And how about you, Emerson? There's no place um, in sports for this type of behavior. It is totally um, unnecessary. Um, it's wrong. Um, I even I wouldn't want even my home team fans doing anything like that. There's just no place for it at all in sports. Like Malcolm stated, you can boo, you can cheer, but when it when you cross the line of throwing things at someone or spitting at someone, you have totally crossed the line as a fan. And, and I'm so glad that these fans are being handled in the prop, with the proper uh, by NBA officials that they are banned from those arenas. And as Malcolm stated, I think there maybe some further charges should be um, brought upon them. So that that's just my take on it. There, there's just nowhere in sports for that. You can cheer for your team, you can root for your team, but when you cross the line of drawing objects, someone can get hurt or seriously injured or just a degrading. Um, of being spit on by uh, another human being is just um, totally unnecessary. Mm. And how about you, Terry? It's unfortunate. Uh, not all fans, but some of the fans have kind of ruined the experience of the fans being able to come back into the arenas. I, I just think with the, the pandemic, you would, I'm thinking fans would have been more appreciative just to get out and enjoy the game. And it's, it's making me wonder what, what will the NBA do? Will they reconstruct their arenas in a way that a bottle or you can't spit on a fans? And, and then what, what's the repercussions of that? What happened? What does that do to the courtside seating? Does that take away from the fan experience now? It's nothing new. I mean, we've seen, uh, we've seen this in the NBA. We've seen fans run out into the NFL field baseball field and uh, a past incident back in 1993 up and coming uh, tennis star Monica Sellis yes. she had a fan actually come on to the tennis court yes have her yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yep. so you would just think incidents like go dating back that far over time we would just evolve as fans and, and just appreciate the game 
win or lose, you know? You're seeing some great basketball being played right now. Appreciate it. Yeah. And how about you, Brian? This is a classic example of how one bad apple can just ruin a bunch. Uh, you can't have one person or individual do something of that type of nature. As a fan, you want to be a part of the game. You are a part of the game. You can share, you can boo. But just like the players have rules, fans have rules. You have to not cross those lines that go overboard. You know, you want to support your team, like T said, win or lose, but you have to do it in a in a civil way. You can't just do anything you want. So I would say the NBA would have to do something to perform. Uh, keep this from seem like it's a trend to keep it from going or keep happening. So I think they definitely need to take action on that. And um, hopefully we can continue watching some great sports. Yeah. It's, it's, it's truly disappointing after we were basically locked down for a year where that only some arena stadiums would have 4,000 fans or 5,000 fans in football. And then sometimes there was no fans that you had to, that um, certain arenas had to bring in, bring in artificial crowd noise. So now you've got an opportunity to enjoy a basketball game, have a beer, root for your team and this is how you act so now you wanted to throw an object at somebody and now you're taken away in handcuffs because you were in the moment um i i hope fans begin to realize if you love the game Respect the game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect way to put it. Yes. Guys, once again, we did a great job. And before we head to Emerson, Malcolm. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for watching Exo Sports Talk Show once again. Remember to hit the notification bell the subscribe button, please, and the like button. Your comments are much appreciated. Please let us know in your comments what you think of the show. Also, how we can improve the show. We appreciate everything you've done and everything you watch, please. We also continue to tell family and friends and loved ones about the show. And uh, thank you for watching again. And enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, which I'm pretty sure you already have. And uh, that's it. Emerson. Well, it's been a pleasure. One more episode of EXO Sports. We want to see you again next week because we're coming back with episode 10. Don't forget to tune in to EXO Sports Talk Live. Woo, we got the hottest sports talk right here in the land. EXO Sports Talk. Come back and see us again. Woo, fellas. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ah. No doubt. Thank you, everyone, for digging. Thank you, everybody. Bye, everyone.
Good night, everyone. Have a good, safe weekend. Enjoy your Memorial Day.